This session is being recorded. And I'm getting quite good at the editing side of things. Yeah, I know you are. So if we leave a little pauses, it's really easy to edit, but we're good at that. Yeah. So hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Edgar podcast, episode 38. And again, it's come around again, Amy, back to the development team. So it seems to come around quickly, doesn't it, this, uh, it does. this podcast? and. We're scrambling to try and find information to tell our avid listeners about uh, what's happening in Edgar. And I know we've managed to wing together a few things, regardless of COVID and the restrictions it's placing. But we've got a little bit of information to tell our listeners and federations and everybody out there who likes to get a bit of the Edgar podcast about what we're doing. So this episode is going to be run by the development team, myself, Mark Taylor, head of development, and Amy Bullock, Edgar's director of development. And we'll also be... uh, giving you a, a, a glimpse of the Edgar Pod player profile that will become later. We don't know who it is. It's actually a surprise. So uh, we'll find out who that is on the day. So, Amy, what have you been up to? You're laughing away at me there. So we're in the sunny UK at the moment. The sun is shining. It's 26 degrees here. I've got a sun hat on, sun cream on. I'm in my office, but uh, <laughs> Amy's in her office. and It's super sunny here good. too. Yeah, yeah. So... Um... Been, as you know, been uh, super busy uh, working with the Rose series on uh, developing and bringing more females in the UK to Edgar and Disability Golf. So we've been fortunate to be offered uh, four females uh, to play at four of their tournaments, two in May, uh, which we've already obviously participated in. And that was typical British cold, uh, windy weather. And we've got two more coming up um, in September. And it's uh, given us great exposure. Um, we don't, as we all know, we don't have many females aligned with Edgar. So we've managed to, through this, the last two events, double the number of females um, registered with Edgar in England, which is fantastic. And we're looking going forward for the next two events in September. Um, to work with England Golf to try and do some outreach and community work to bring um, golf as a physical activity to more individuals. And hopefully we can, with COVID um, restrictions being lifted, we'll be able to bring some of these new participants to the tournament so they can experience a bit more of Edgar and the golf world. Yeah, that's great work you did there. And we're pleased to see that the the number of female registered players is is growing quickly. That's fantastic. And we've got a target we'd we'd like to reach there. So very well done on that. We've also got, uh, there's an event in the UK. I know it's not an EGRA event, but there's a, there's a disability event coming up. There's not many events around at the moment. There's recently one in Denmark or upcoming in Denmark. And we've got one in the UK, the English Disability Opening. Are you having a, are you having a knock in that? I am having a knock in that. So I'm having a, a bit of a quiet time now and concentrating on playing some of my own golf. And yeah, we have the English Disabled Championships in two weeks, practice rounds two weeks today. And uh, this is the first time they're gonna have a prize for uh, best net female. So there's gonna be seven of us fighting out for that prize. So that's gonna be quite good fun. Or well, better than the t-shirt that was an offer from Edgar in the Rose series that you were competing fiercely for over oh, those yeah. days that I was, well, the day I was down. So that's great. That's really good to hear. And hopefully I'll be able to attend that event also all things being equal that i can i can get down to whittlebury park down in northampton so what have i been up to well lots of things happening in development you've spoken very well about the female participation which is still strong on our agenda and we're working towards driving more 
females into the game with disability. So that's all good. Yeah, but you're doing Re- lots of work that's you're doing lots of work that's across the board. So um, and I know you've been really busy with all of that. Yeah, thanks, Amy. So we've we've been looking at we've had three new countries which you're familiar with. Uh, we've had Saudi Arabia, um, the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, and Ghana. The Ghana Golf Association all become provisional members of, of EDGA. So we're trying to start initiate our support program to those countries and two of those uh, the Middle East countries, certainly Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates, haven't really had much uh, history with. Golf of the Disabled. So it's quite a nice starting project. Golf is developing really quickly. We're hoping to do some, obviously, some female stuff and broader stuff over there as well. Uh, and the both Saudi and the UAE host some really good tournaments, some LET tournaments as well. And, and we're hoping we've just instigated our first conversations and actually sent Saudi Arabia. I'm working on the UAE documents at the moment to get in, introduced to stage one or step one of our Edgar Eight Step. RNA development support program, which has been piloted last year across those six countries. And we're starting to roll that out now. And it becomes a very useful resource for those countries to identify where they are, what they need to do, and how we can maybe assist them along the way. And certainly a new country like Saudi Arabia, who are new to the whole disability provision, how we can help them in getting things started and drive towards you know step eight, which is probably looking at the legacy, what they're going to leave behind and forging that as well. So everything in between, it'd be also good to hear from other federations listening in on our podcast, which I hope they are, if they need any support around um, any one of those eight steps, which includes workforce, uh, locations, how to drive participants, um, legacy, all of these things that we can we can help in the, in the training and, and start to question what they're currently doing. I had a good meeting with uh, Wales Golf this morning, who are hopefully going to come back to Edgar. Uh, they're on a provisional, me- hopefully coming back to provisional member. So that'd be nice to have them back. Uh, they've got some some things moving forward. And as you know, we've got a, a release that went out, I think, last week regarding the European Tour events, which are fantastic. So we have European Tour events in Northern Ireland, in Scotland at the Fairmont in St Andrews, the London Club in uh, London, believe it or not, <laughs> and then we, we've also got we've also got one down in South Wales, down in Newport, down in yeah. Celtic Manor, which I know very well. I've worked there many. So, with those events coming on board, what sort of development work are you um, thinking about trying to bring in with those? Well, ideally, in an ideal world, let's take COVID out of the picture here. We'd like to drive some outreach stuff ahead of that event. I mean, they are planned late July, August, so. We have got quite a tight window to work on this, but ideally we'll be doing some outreach with our advocates in those countries. We have advocates in the UK, we have advocates, our 12 advocates across our EDGAR memberships. So ideally we're looking at driving some participation or sampler-led sessions from rehabilitation centres, et cetera, ahead of the event, and then hopefully taking those participants from those sessions to the event to actually you know, be inspired by these 10 world-class golfers who are competing in front of them and uh, we know that model you and I know that model works really well and it works well in in general tournaments not just necessarily in the European tour stuff but if if any of our member federations listening have got a you know a a disability event planned I'm sure they're already doing this but it's great to have a lead up to that in some sessions some development work to sort of summit in the in the big event at the end and, and get those people to that so that's what we're hoping to do 
certain COVID restrictions, which the European tour have in place, of course, are are quite rightly stringent yeah. and uh, we have to abide by those so in our bubble. And so the players may not be able to do quite what we'd like them to do. But in the same instance, we have other uh, advocates and team members and Edgar players yeah. who we can recruit to help deliver those sessions down there so as always we'll we'll bash it out and find a way and and everybody hopefully will will benefit from that yeah but it's quite exciting now that the covid restrictions are beginning to lift that we can actually get out and meet some people and and deliver some sessions rather than try to do all the training virtually and online yeah you're right i had a had a meeting with uh, the dwarfs sport association in, in the uk this week and again we were discussing as of the 21st of this month, hopefully we'll be able to start to develop our dreams project, which is up in the northwest in the UK, yeah. uh, which we've both spoken about previously. Again, been put on hold because we can get in front of these participants, but with Limpower, another uh, disability organisation in the UK for um, amputees, we'll be able to hopefully drive some of those sessions forward and get them get them moving and uh that's all kindly supported by by dreams the bed company and we're looking forward to giving them some good reports and some good media around those events as we move forward are you ready for a sneak preview of the upcoming tough love and second chances podcast episode 86 features jigs denby from king island in this clip he talks about his refusal to lay down Actually, I was told that there's a fair chance that I won't live because like, I had that much bone fragment and, and foreign particles in my brain that um, I can splint it into my brain and that there's a high chance of infection and whatnot. And when they're saying, you know, you've got to have another operation, but there's a really high chance of you um, not surviving and all the rest of it, um, I was just like, yeah, no, I'll be surviving. Like, uh, so yeah, I was just stubborn, I suppose. Look out for Jigsy's full story, which will be available on Wednesday, the 16th of June, on www.edgargolf.com, and can be found in the player profile section. Jigsy's story will also feature on the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast, which is available on most leading podcast platforms. I've also had uh, with the advocates, you know, the advocate program has been has been also delayed as you as an Edgar advocate. And we have our 12, we have our six females and our six male advocates across our Edgar member countries. But um, starting to see some pickup on that as well, which is really good. I've got Ali Donati in Italy, who's going to start to do some work, believe it or not, in France. Um, where yeah. She's got a, a, a second home. I think you were invited. To yeah, that, I have been invited for a holiday. Nice. I, I another cooking class that's going on there or because i didn't i didn't get an invite i did try really hard yesterday to try and get an invite to Brittany. not too far <laughs> for you're not you, part of the right game a little role. bit further from me, exactly yeah i've got to be in it to win it so wasn't part of the right gang maybe not but maybe uh, maybe i'd get an invite to italy instead where you know the food would be good and yeah. um the french food's good as well but let's see hopefully it's the same here for me being an advocate i've been desperate to try and uh, set up some introductory get into golf sessions but each time in in the UK the COVID restrictions have have meant it's been hard to do so it's kind of been put on the back burner but I'm hoping that in August to be able to run three sessions um, so that'll be good. Tell us a little bit about those sessions Amy and, and who you're working with and how that looks and you know 
the Edgar Advocate Program, the advocacy of Edgar is 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 something where we delivered some training to to you individuals, but anybody can do this, you know. And the, all yeah, of the you, Edgar you need- players listening to this are, in theory, advocates of, of Edgar. And if they've got these connections, maybe you could give them some insight into where they could start with that. Well, you don't need to be a golf coach to to deliver these sessions. I, I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm working with a PGA professional, Leah, who's got experience of of teaching children with with disabilities. So we have intended to do some sessions in a sports hall but we are actually now going to run them at the golf club where she's based just because the facilities there are really good um, and we're just gonna just be doing some some real basic simple stuff we've got some snag golf equipment so it's a bit more like a street hockey plastic um, stick rather than a, a, a golf club and we've got some lightweight balls and we're just going to be getting people to pick up the club and swing and, and, and have a go. We've got huge targets to aim for. And um, it's, it's just about experiencing and using your body to swing, swing an implement to hit the ball and propel it forward or in whichever direction it goes in. It's, it's not about getting out there and playing 18 holes of golf. It's a real early taster session. And once, once we start working on these and, and if we, identify some individuals who are keen and want to want to take it further then at that point as an advocate we need to look at passing them on to somebody with a bit more experience a bit more experience to take it on but we've done our early stage entry love it and we know that edgar 3 are sort of rehabilitation model and by the way there are other equipment providers apart from snag golf um just need to put that in <laughs> short golf is the company that we use for our edgar three and it is it is soft golf material that we can take everywhere and uh amy has has been trained in, in using that and it's really adaptable and it's great to get coaches involved but you don't have to be a coach to do that also we've got um, the opportunity there to engage with some physiotherapists and maybe get them trained up in delivering that and they've got good knowledge to be to be able to do that so I think that's that's a really good a really good starting point and uh, you know if anybody's got opportunity and we're, we're doing some research as you know Amy I think it's from our our uh, partners over and over the other side of the pond in America in Chicago the Shirley Ryan Ability yeah. Lab who are looking at the they're doing some research if you recall on the impact of uh, COVID on people with disability and I think that will become quite an interesting research paper that will help us to to maybe lobby some of the government sporting organizations and how good golf is at getting people this was a conversation that I had with one of the associations that I'm working with is that they need to you know they need to start activity and doing stuff and golf is a pretty good vehicle still providing you know a safe option outside of, of getting people back to activity and so that's uh Hopefully when that research is, we're able to share that research and uh, that will help our federations to to lobby their respective sports organisations and ministries in securing some funding, which I think there's going to be pretty heavy funding across the board for the well-being and everybody. But, you know, even more so for the people who've maybe suffered more isolation than, than the rest of us with being vulnerable and having disabilities. So I think that's really positive. One of the positives, one of the very few positives of, of COVID moving forward. Yeah. Well, we all know the we all know the health benefits of playing golf. It's it's, it's getting it out there to the wider wider audience to get more people involved. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think if we keep beating that drum, you know, and um, people start to see and also giving it, to, as you said, to those people like in your also the people in, in your program that you're looking to deliver, people who've never even thought of the game, all of a sudden they might have a different a different perspective of it because they haven't been able to get out and do much and maybe didn't have the greatest concept or perception of golf, but all of a sudden they're able to get out and try it and enjoy it and something they can do with the family. And I think we've got a lot of positives that we can uh, we can drive in the future. Excellent. So, Amy, uh, it, as always, it's been lovely to speak to you. Uh, we're going to close our podcast off now. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again soon and keep up the really good work in what you're doing and driving everything and stay safe and enjoy the sun. Yep, you too. Take care, Amy. And you. Bye. <laughs>